you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Greetings and welcome to the daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Jason Smith along with Michael Fabiano, Molly Karam, Elliot Harrison, Marcus Grant, Matt Money Smith stops by, Jim Palmer, Kirk Gowdy, Dr. Joyce Brothers, everybody to help us break down the Trent Richardson trade. The Brown is now an Indianapolis Colt in exchange for a first-round pick. All the fantasy ramifications of that coming up on today's show. Also, Michael Fabiano gives you all his big starts and sits for week three. We'll tell you some rookies you can put in your starting lineup and what number two quarterbacks could become number ones for you this week. Me not only love cookies, but me love fantasy football. Yeah, me watch NFL Fantasy Live every day. Me do, but me also love cookies. Um, nom, 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 nom. Who knew the Cookie Monster loves fantasy football? Got to get him in one of those uh, celebrity Cookie Monster leagues next year. <laughs> Is that it? You know, I'd still draft you number one overall in a Cookie Monster league. I think you could probably put down more Oreos than he can. Oh, yeah, in a cookie-eating league? Yeah, I, I'm definitely a number one. I've got to tell you right now, if Chip Kelly keeps having to meet cookies at that pace, you better get a Cookie Monster <laughs> handcuff. I'm worried about him wearing out. Let's get to our latest fantasy headlines and the big one. Without a doubt, Trent Richardson, now a member of the Indianapolis Colts. The Browns getting a first-round pick in the 2014 NFL draft in exchange for Richardson Fabs. What does this do for his value now that he's in Indy? I love this move. He's the new Edger and James in Indianapolis, Jason. He goes from an offense with a questionable quarterback to one with Andrew Luck, who is a future superstar. This kid is going to become a top 10 fantasy running back in Indianapolis. I love the opportunities he's going to see in this offense. What about Ahmad Bradshaw's value? We may see Bradshaw play this week. We don't know how much Trent Richardson will play against the San Francisco 49ers. But after week three... Ahmad Bradshaw becomes a handcuff, and that's it. Yeah, this is going to be tough for this week, but then we know exactly week four and beyond 
exactly how things are going to go. This is Trent Richardson's job. Again, much more on this story coming up in just a few minutes here on NFL Fantasy Live. Let's head to New England where Rob Gronkowski is likely not going to play in week three. This, according to NFL Network's own Albert Breer. And this is bad news for Tom Brady because he's been a major risk, hasn't even scored a combined 30 fantasy points in his first two games. And this is a tough matchup against the Buccaneers, who held Drew Brees to under 13 fantasy points last week. So Gronkowski continue to bench him, hope for the best. Maybe he'll be back next week. I agree, Brady's a risk. Uh, this may make you have to make a decision on Dobson and some of their wide receivers, though. Luckily, there's a lot of good young tight ends you can pick up, though, yes. and use until Gronkowski yes. comes back. And if you have Brady, we might have some opportunities for you in a couple of seconds. Danny Amendola will not undergo groin surgery, so he's going to be out, quote, a few weeks, so you can hold on to Amendola on your bench, but this makes Julian Edelman really valuable. And he's going to continue to see a lot of targets, Elliot. Yeah, if you watch the Jets game, Tom Brady was looking for him on every other play. And let me tell you, a groin injury doesn't just go away. That thing could linger all year long. Well, it's Danny Amendola. We told you before yes. this. I feel like the, the old guy at the beginning of the horror movie. I told you not, not drafting Danny Amendola. <laughs> but if you drafted him, and now here's Julian Edelman, but here's a wrinkle, Darrell Revis on Sunday. Yeah, I don't know that Darrell Rivas is going to spend the game in the slot, though, against Julian Edmond. Maybe he goes up against Tompkins or he goes up against Dobson. I think Edelman, regardless, is going to see his targets. I mean, overall, it's just a lot of uncertainty with the Patriots' offense. If you can avoid them in fantasy, avoid them and go to your bench. Who knew we would ever say that? Avoid the Patriots' offense right. in fantasy. But this is the hand we're dealt. The hand they're dealt in Atlanta, Steven Jackson, has been ruled out for week three against the Dolphins. He got hurt Sunday, a thigh injury. Could be a couple of weeks. You might be without him for week four. So now Jaquiz Rogers and Jason Snelling become the handcuffs. But if you remember when Michael Turner got hurt a few years ago, Elliot, it was Jason Snelling who came in, got the lion's share of the carries, and gave you pretty decent fantasy production in between 8 and 10 fantasy points while he was filling in. You're right. Turner missed five games that year. And something that, Fabs, you love to talk about is goal line work. Jason Snelling has the kind of body that they're going to play him at the goal line. So even if he only gets you 30 yards rushing, if he gets you a touchdown, you're fine. Right. I think Rodgers will be the target out of this backfield, but he's going to see, definitely going to see a lot of passing opportunities. Goal line opportunities, no. If you're in a PPR league, though, like we're in a bunch of them, right? He's a nice flex at this point. They're going to throw the ball more. But if between the two, if you have to go for the short term. I'd go Rodgers. Rodgers? i go Snelling. All right, there you go. They're both going to get the football. That's the good news. Also good news for Jaguars running back Maurice Jones-Drew. Ian Rappaport, our own insider, said that he is, quote, good, and the plan is to play on Sunday. Uh, here's the thing, though, Fabs. He doesn't have the best yeah. matchup in the world. I, I, you know, he's got the worst matchup <laughs> in the world. I mean, listen, th- this is like the Little League team playing the New York Yankees. This is going to be an absolute bloodbath in Seattle. I would not start any members of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I agree there. And just for a little historical note, last time the Jags went to Seattle, they lost 45 to nothing. The leading rusher in that game was Edron James, and the leading <laughs> receiver was Torrey Holt. How about that? How much things have changed, except the Jags still stink. And another historical perspective. It's the Yankees from a few years ago, not the current Yankees. It would be a big Still better match. than that. <clears throat> Texans head coach Gary Kubiak has confirmed wideout Andre Johnson is expected to play in the team's Week 3 matchup against the Ravens. He was quoted saying, All indicators are if everything goes well throughout the course of the week, he should be ready to go. Johnson sustained a concussion in the team's Week 2 overtime victory against the Titans, so he looks safe to get back in your lineup. I, I agree there, but this is big for people that drafted DeAndre Hopkins to be a 4 for them. He can now be a 2 for you slide him up. He was great last week. 
Yeah, and we'll have more on him coming up later on in the show as well. We'll take a look at some rookies. As first reported by NFL Network's Michelle Beisner, Colts head coach Chuck Pagano announced Wednesday Dwayne Allen going to require season-ending hip surgery. Allen was injured during the team's week one win over the Raiders. Speedy recovery for Allen, but Fab's fantasy perspective, Kobe Fleener's value goes through the roof. Right, he becomes a tight end, too. I don't think he's going to be a tight end one. Uh, And remember, he is playing the Niners this week, which is a pretty tough matchup. But this is now an opportunity for Kobe Fleener to make up for what he didn't do last year from a fantasy perspective. And he'll see more targets in that offense. And remember, his coordinator now, Pep Hamilton, was his coordinator at Stanford. They're very familiar with each other. I agree with Fabzo. I'd hesitate to start him. Amazing all the hip injuries. Dennis Pitta. Percy Harvin, right. now Dwayne Allen. Yeah, and now remember, Fleener did have a touchdown call back for penalties, so Andrew Luck is looking for him a little bit more than a year ago. Good news for San Francisco after leaving the Niners Seahawks game with a hamstring injury. Vernon Davis tweeted this out late Tuesday night. No need to worry, y'all. My leg is feeling great. Just need a little rest till kickoff, according to the doctor. So even though the tweet was at midnight or so, he looks like he's <laughs> safe to keep in your lineup again this week if you haven't. Don't you love Twitter? I mean, Ronnie White tells us, hey, if I don't practice, don't play me. It's a red flag. Vernon Davis says, hey, y'all, I'm I'm, I'm good. Don't worry. At midnight. Let me get get that out. And who can make plays on that Colts secondary? Yeah. And who says nothing good ever happens after midnight? You find out about Vernon Davis. All right. Now, we talked about quarterbacks having tough matchups in week two. Andrew Luck, a tough one against the 49ers. Here's our week three quarterback rankings. These are our aggregate numbers from NFL.com. We have Peyton Manning, number one, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Matthew Stafford has a great matchup this week. Then you get towards the end of the list, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton. But now is where things get really interesting. You're 11 through 20. Vic, Luck, Romo, Smith, there's guys there that don't have great matchups and maybe someone you don't trust so much this week. This is why we tell you who you can put in your lineup if you don't like your number one quarterback, something we like to call when two becomes one. And we're going to go in our best Spice Girls voices. Elliot's going to sing a little bit. Fab's going to dress like Baby Spice. So, you don't remember two become one? I don't, that remember, that be, I don't remember that being in the rundown. Uh, me that's dressing up. At, uh, really? Yeah, that's, it was in the meeting. Uh, no, let me, let me no, so cross that off. All right. That let's take a look at some week three quarterback matchups to watch here, Fabs. There's some twos you can throw in your lineup as number one. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. And, and the first guy is Matthew Stafford, right? Stafford, who was a number one two years ago, fell into number two last season. He's playing the Redskins, guys. And this defense has been awful. Off. Agreed. Aaron Rodgers destroyed them last week. The week before, Michael Vick destroyed them. Matthew Stafford is going to destroy them. Calvin Johnson, look at that touchdown. He's going to catch at least one this week. He will destroy the Redskins. This is a big, big fantasy week for Stafford, for Reggie Bush, and or Joyke Bell. And, of course, and Megatron. You, and you use destroy a lot there, so I know how high you are in The Redskins' Stafford. defense is not <laughs> good, man. It is really, really that bad. That Jim Hazlitt's got to get them playing football. Remember Steve Spurrier? <laughs> I think Jerry makes an appearance. I like hey, that. Phillip Rivers, seven touchdowns through two weeks. A lot of people rushing out to pick him up, Elliot. But you're a little bit, let the buyer beware this week. Absolutely. If you're in a deep league, fine, you can start him. But in a 10-team league, a standard league, I would not start Phillip Rivers versus the Tennessee Titans. This is a road game. I think Rivers has an average day, but in a 10-team league, you're not looking for an average day. You're looking for a good day. I agree with Fabs on Stafford. Stafford's a much better start than Phillip Rivers, irrespective of the game he had against that woeful Eagles defense last week. Sam Bradford has a great matchup against the Cowboys this week, and he's been lights out the first two weeks. Fabs, it's a different offense in St. Louis this year. You see how fast they're playing. They're not running the football a lot, which is great if you own Sam Bradford. 
if you don't like your number one, if he's got a bad matchup, Sam Bradford's a terrific starter. Yeah, irrespective of what he didn't do in the first <laughs> half last week, Bradford put up great numbers at the end of the game. And, oh, by the way, he's in the top five in fantasy points right now among quarterbacks. And listen, the Cowboys, I'm going to be honest with you, that defense has not been good against the pass. They've given up a lot of yards to wide receivers. They've given a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks. So if Bradford's your guy, if I've got Tom Brady and Sam Bradford, I am really scratching my head this week thinking, boy, Brady or Stanton. And, and, it, and it's unbelievable because it makes sense. Bradford or Brady. Unreal. Let me just play devil's advocate for one second, though. Victor Cruz, Hakeem Nix, Dwayne Bowe, those are the wide receivers the Cowboys had 100 played. yards against the Cowboys, too. Because those other guys are there. Who on the Rams is going to threaten Brandon Carr? I, I don't like Sam Bradford once again in a 10-team league. Just to play devil's advocate there, yep. bud. All right, now one guy you do like, a two that could become one, is Carson Palmer. Yeah, I think Carson Palmer is a good start against the Saints. Now, Palmer was without Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald, that is, in the second half with a hammy, and he still played pretty well. Carson Palmer's playing a defense that can give up a lot of fantasy points. So if you're stuck with someone that you're not trusting, i.e. Cam Newton, who has been tough to trust so far, you might give Carson Palmer a whirl. Carson Palmer, again, playing a very poor secondary in New Orleans. You can really see that being a shootout there uh, in Arizona, especially if Larry Fitzgerald is healthier than he was last week. Yeah, again, there's a lot of guys. You're going to be playing the matchups more than you think with quarterbacks this season because everybody's putting up big points. 25, 30 fantasy points becoming the norm for the best quarterbacks week to week. All right, now for more on the top fantasy ads and drops on NFL.com, let's throw it over to Molly Karam and Marcus Grant. Q? Jay, thanks so much. We're over here at the kids' table, and we really enjoyed that segment. I think the best <laughs> reference there was the bitter Mets fan putting the Yankees fan in his place. Either that or the baby spice reference. The spice girl reference was excellent. (laughs) Molly Karam and Marcus Grant here. And let's take a look at the top 10 player ads for week three. The name that really stands out to me here is Eddie Royal, number one, Philip Rivers' go-to guy. He might be the biggest surprise in football this year, let alone fantasy. No, absolutely. I mean, five touchdowns in his first two games. We talked about so many Chargers receivers before the season. Eddie Royal was a guy that we didn't mention, but so far you can see that Philip Rivers is looking for him. He's running short passes, he's running short, short routes, but he's making catches and he's making plays. The one thing to caution here five touchdowns in two games. He's not going to keep that pace going, especially with a tough matchup against the Tennessee Titans this week, but the way he's producing, he's a guy that you got to get on your roster and play him in certain matchups. Eddie Royal, fantasy treasure. New faces in KC, Andy Reid, Alex Smith in that Chiefs offense. It's looking very balanced. Alex Smith is the 12th most added player. Do you like him in this matchup? I absolutely like him in this matchup. The Eagles' defense has been very vulnerable this year. I mean, Alex Smith, he's 10th among quarterbacks. He throws the football very well. He runs the football. And I think that's something that people forget. Alex Smith is a lot faster than people give him credit for, but he's certainly using Dwayne Bowe. He's using Jamal Charles. you got to like what he does, and I like him this week against Philadelphia. No picks. Very impressive from him. All right, Marcus, we're also balanced here, so we can't discuss the most added players without looking at the most dropped. Here is the top 10 most dropped players from week three on NFL.com. Let's take a look at those. Owners are cutting bait left and right on Seattle. Sidney Rice, does he have any value on that offense, fantasy value? You know what? I am still holding on to, to, to Sidney Rice. I have a little hope left for him. I know he only has three catches this season, but when you look, the leading receiver for the Seahawks is Doug Baldwin with eight catches. So I know it looks kind of dire right now. I know things haven't been great, but you look, they played the 49ers last week. That's never going to be a great matchup, but Sidney Rice, I think, is still a guy. You hold on to him. You make him a number, a number four type wide receiver. I don't think you give up on him quite yet. 
We had some news out of Tennessee yesterday that Kenny Britt was being benched. Five catches through two games. What do you do with Britt at this point? Right now, I think you give up on Kenny Britt. This was a make-or-break season for Kenny Britt. He's really struggled this year. I mean, this is a guy who has 45 yards or fewer receiving in nine of his last ten games. He's not happy in Tennessee. The Titans don't seem to be happy with him. He tweeted out that this could be his last season wearing that Titans uniform. And right now, the Titans are one of the more run-heavy teams in the National Football League. Kenny Britt's been on the side of a fantasy milk cart, and I think it's time to just cut ties. Really just Kendall Wright and CJ2K with value, fantasy value on that Titans Pretty team. much. It's mostly CJ. Coming up, our fantasy experts tell you which rookies are on the rise. Who is this year's Andrew Luck or Alfred Morris? And which young stars could be the key to your championship this season? And later on, it's what you've all been waiting for. Fabs gives us his starts and sits for week three. You don't want to miss it. Stick around more NFL Fantasy Live on the way. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith here alongside NFL.com fantasy editor Michael Fabiano, getting you caught up with all the fantasy news and notes from around the league. And, of course, the big news out of Indianapolis. The Colts have traded the Browns their 2014 first-round draft pick for running back Trent Richardson. Richardson, the third overall pick by the Browns in 2012. So far this season, 156 yards from scrimmage and no touchdowns. Fabs, still despite the slow start, he's a number one running back in Cleveland. Now he's a number one in Indianapolis, but he's a little bit higher end number one. I love this move for Trent Richardson. It just reminds me of Edger and James in that offense. And remember, in Cleveland, not much of a threat of a passing game, which means defenses can load up the line of scrimmage and stop the run. If you do that against Andrew Luck, he will absolutely torch your secondary. This is a great move for Trent Richardson. Once he get acclimated with that offense, he is going to be a number one fantasy running back. I thought he'd be one this year in Cleveland. Now I really like him with the Colts. And now you see how the week plays out to see his playing time for at least week three, but week four and on, you know it's his game. He's the you, man. You mentioned Andrew Luck. He struggled so far this season. Is he going to help Luck's fantasy value? Of course. Uh, of course. When defenses have to worry about more than one weapon on the offense, it's tougher for them to defend. And this is going to make Andrew Luck's job that much more easy. And, and remember, Trent Richardson, he can catch the ball in the backfield, too. He can catch 50, 60 passes for you. So Andrew Luck's value rises. Trent Richardson's value rises. Unfortunately, Ahmad Bradshaw's value down the tubes. Yeah, that's the thing now. Ahmad Bradshaw, who you had, oh, he's a nice flex for you now. Really, he's just insurance. He is. And we don't know what's going to happen, as you mentioned, against the San Francisco 49ers in week three. He could very well split the carries or maybe see most of them, depending on how quickly they get Richard Richardson into the offense. But the fact of the matter is, when Trent Richardson is the guy, which could be and should be by week four, Ahmad Bradshaw becomes a handcuff and no longer flex-worthy. Now, when it comes to the Cleveland Browns, Jordan Cameron has been pretty good for them so yes. far this year. Josh Gordon comes back after suspension, yep. but with no Trent Richardson, can you play any of your Browns? Well, Willis McGahee's going to sign. It looks like he's going to come in for a physical with the Browns, and there's a chance he signs with the team. Now, if he is a member of the Cleveland Browns, I think he's going to be the starting running back, and at which point McGahee becomes draftable or, or, or a guy you can pick up off the waiver wire. I actually picked up Willis McGahee in all of my leagues because, hey, I've got a dead wood on my roster here, you know, after the waiver wire ran. And why not pick him up and see what happens? He wasn't that bad last season. But Josh Gordon is, is a startable guy. Jordan Cameron's a startable guy. That's probably about it. The one advantage that you do have with the Browns now, they are the number one offense to target if you're streaming defenses. 
right up there with your New York Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, if things don't work out this week for uh, Willis McGahee, Jim Brown will probably start for the Browns. And, you know, maybe he can still fall forward, get a few yards. But that's the thing, Fabs. We talk about matchups on defense yeah. all the time. This week they're playing Brian Hoyer. Brandon oh, yeah. Whedon, you have no idea what their future is going to be. They have no running game. Every single week you could conceivably say whoever the Browns are playing – they're your number one defense in fantasy. No doubt about it. Not this week because the Seahawks are going to be number one against those awful Jaguars. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. If you need a defense and the Vikings are available, stop watching or go to your computer <laughs> and pick them up now because the Vikings are going to be unbelievably valuable from a defensive standpoint. Fed's this his week. phone right here. He actually is just made, right before we started, he made a move right here in his because he had to pick up his phone and do it. That's right. All right, so give me a ballpark for me. Trent Richards in the end of the year. Top 10 fantasy running back? Top 10. No question about it. If you've been patient with him after these first couple of bad games, you are going to be rewarded handsomely. All right, let's take a look at some of the injury boards as well. Updating some of these guys we talked about earlier in the show. Daryl Richardson was a DNP with a foot injury. Larry Fitzgerald also a DNP with a hamstring. The interesting thing here, Fabs, Eddie Lacy, who we hope comes back as soon as possible from that concussion injury. We know he's not going to play. James Starks is going to start Sunday. Is he a must-start? I don't think he's a must-start. That Bengals defense is pretty good against the run. To me, he's a flex starter, and he's not a solid flex starter at that. All right, so again, keep an eye on all these injuries, including Reggie Bush as well, because it looks like he could be splitting time with Joyke Bell. Now, coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, Matt Money Smith joins the show, and the Fantasy Stock Exchange is open for business. Find out which player stock is on the rise and which ones are set to drop. But next, Michael Fabiano gives you his stardom and sit-ems for Week 3. You'll be surprised by who he left riding the Fantasy Pine. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Wallace has got a hole. Can you tell who the stars and sits were from that video? Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith here with Michael Fabiano. And every week, Fabs, you reveal your starts and sits for the week. You can check it out on NFL.com. Going to do it for you right now and begin with the quarterbacks. These are players Michael Fabiano says, look, you got to get them in your lineup this week. Matthew Stafford, Alex Smith, Cam Newton, Tony Romo, sit Tom Brady, sit Jay Cutler, Ben Roethlisberger, Terrell Pryor. Fabs, let's start things off with Tony Romo here, because likely you got him as a low-end one or a two. Do you like him this week? I do, and Romo has not had a good start to the season from a fantasy perspective, but I like this matchup against the Rams. They've allowed an average of right around 20 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this season. That's eighth most in the National Football League, and I'm expecting this game to be a shootout. I like Sam Bradford as a sleeper as well, but start Tony Romo this week if you don't have an elite quarterback. Proof you and I were a lot alike in high school because I fell in love oh, and boy. out of love every week. Yeah. You did that with Terrell Pryor. Wait you, a minute. You loved him minute. last week. No. Now you say, Listen. sit Terrell Pryor. You, you're loving somebody else. Terrell Pryor and I are on a just, you know, a, a very short breakup period A right Ross now. and Rachel break? He's, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> he is playing against the Broncos in Denver on Monday night. This is an extremely tough matchup. The Broncos have already had six interceptions, and Pryor will turn the ball over. Listen, we know about that, Jason. But don't drop him from your roster because they play the Redskins in week four, and Pryor's going to be a start. But this week, he is a sit. 
We were on a break. You got to learn that. Just YouTube it. You'll find it. I don't. Is that Friends or something? Yes, I never friend, watched that good. show. I, I, I didn't watch it. We were on a break. All right. How about the running backs? This is who Fabs recommends for week two. Look at DeMarco Murray on this list. Reggie Bush and Joyke Bell. Ahmad Bradshaw. A sit-up. Stephen Ridley. David Wilson. Monty Ball. Fabs. Trent Richardson is someone you have to start him, but really, you don't have to like it. Well, listen, I still have a lot of faith in Trent Richardson, although I'm a little worried that uh, Brian Hoyer is going to be the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns this weekend. We'll see what happens there. But the fact of the matter is the Minnesota Vikings have given up more fantasy points to running backs than any other team in the National Football League after two weeks. So I am sticking with Trent Richardson, Smith. All right, good news. Maurice Jones-Drew is going to play this week for the Jaguars. However... He's probably not going to play for you in fantasy. You know what? I wouldn't be shocked if Jones-Drew had, like, two points in this game. Really? Because the Seahawks' defense is so good at home. If they can stop Colin Kaepernick, Frank Gore, Anquan Bolden, and Vernon Davis, what do you think they're going to do against this group? They haven't scored, what, three points all year? They have five points. Two of them came out of safety. <laughs> I don't care if it's Chad Henney back there. Unless they're bringing back Mark Brunell, Keenan McCardle, Jimmy Smith, and Frank Taylor, Fred Taylor, there's not one member of the Jaguars I'm starting this week. That includes MJD. Well, that's a lot of weapons there from the Jaguars' history. Long Here's time wi- ago. Here's your wide receiver starts. And since Dwayne Bowe gets the nod on Thursday night, even though he's been up and down so far this season, Anquan Bolden a great week one, a bad week two. Big sits, Roddy White, who's not nearly 100% and might not be 100% for a long time. Antonio Brown, who we're going to get to in a second. But Fabs, Mike Wallace, after week one, said, give me the football. So the Dolphins said, okay, here's the football. And he was terrific. Right now, we've been on pace with Mike Wallace. We said to sit him in week one. We said to play him last week. I'm telling you to play him again this week against the Atlanta Falcons. They have a lot an average of 33.5 fantasy points per game to wide receivers this year. That's the sixth most in the National Football League. And Mike Wallace is a guy who's going to be utilizing that vertical game. Ryan Tannehill starting to look better, a guy that you want to look out for as the season progresses from a fantasy perspective. But now Mike Wallace is back on the radar as at least a wide receiver, too. All right, Antonio Brown pulling a Mike Wallace after week one. Got real heated with offensive coordinator Todd Haley. Says, I want the football week three. Is this going to be the same results as Wallace? I know this is painful for you, Jason, because you have Antonio Brown in all of your leagues. Five leagues. I have him in Five a couple leagues, of leagues, fans. too. But this is a bad matchup against the Chicago Bears. They have been very solid, of course, defensively over the last couple of years. This year, they have six takeaways. That's the second most in the NFL. And... Right now, there's not a lot of Steelers, if any at all, that you can trust in fantasy leagues. For me, Julian Edelman is my new Antonio Brown. I was able to get him in a couple of leagues. Here's your start and sit tight ends again. At least you're talking about guys who are putting up numbers and you're not scraping the bottom of the barrel. It's going to be difficult. You're still playing plug and play. You like Jordan Cameron. Martellus Bennett had a huge week last week. Sit Fred Davis. Sit Charles Clay. And sit Brandon Myers. Fast. Greg Olson, week two, a start for you, even though Cam Newton's been struggling. Yeah, and Olson was very good last week, both on the field and for fantasy owners. And I like the matchup this week. He's playing the New York Giants. They've allowed 15.5 fantasy points to tight ends this year. That's the fifth most in the National Football League. Remember, they gave up a big game to Jason Witten in week one. Last week, they gave up a nice stat line to Julius Thomas. Well, Greg Olson, you're up next, my friend. Start this kid out of Carolina. Now here's Kyle Rudolph, who coming into the season was going to be one of the big tight ends. You had him ranked as high as maybe five or six in some leagues, but 42 t- receiving yards and a touchdown against the Bears week two, but he's a sit for you this week. Yeah, the Browns' defense is underrated. They've only given up two receiving touchdowns this year, so one per game. 
And Kyle Rudolph, if he doesn't score a touchdown for you, well, his stat lines are pretty pedestrian. And with the influx of young tight ends that have emerged, like Jordan Cameron and Julius Thomas and Jared Cook, there are just better options out there than Kyle Rudolph. I see him as a low-end one, and that's in a 12-team league. Yeah, now you're starting Bennett this week, too, a guy you probably weren't starting last Correct. week, and now you have to start him. It's amazing how deep that position got so quickly. Yeah, suddenly. All Unreal. Sudden, yeah. yeah. Well, it's good. Like I said, at least you have fantasy points to play with. Coming up next, we take to Fantasy Genius for all the hard-hitting questions from fans across the world and give you our answers that'll help engineer your fantasy team to victory. And still to come, starting rookies in your lineup can be a risky move, but don't worry, we're here to help. The fresh faces you need to target when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Looking at you, Giovanni Bernard. The 2013 NFL season is shaping up to showcase an up-and-coming rookie class that features players at every skill position. We'll tell you which ones you should plug into your lineup moving forward. And having trouble trying to figure out which sleeping giants are due to break out, Adam Rank joins the program with his list of must-start sleepers for week three. And the fantasy stock report is in. Mad Money Smith joins us to discuss which star players you should buy low and which ones you should sell high. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Time now for Engineered to Win, presented by Volkswagen. Molly Karam here with Elliot Harrison and Marcus Grant. And, guys, this is how it's going to work, okay? We're going to put 1.30 on the clock and let it rip. We're going to go through as many fantasy genius questions as we can. They were submitted from the fans on NFL.com. I'm going to run this like Chip Kelly's offense, so get Let's ready, friends. All right, all, right. all right. Numero uno, better flex in week three. T.Y. Hill and no Sean Moreno or Miles Austin. I'm liking no Sean Moreno, especially with the injury to Ryan Clady, the guy who can pass block the best is going to be the guy who gets the most touches. That's no Sean Moreno, and I like him especially against this Raider defense. First of all, he's a running back. He's going to get more touches. He's like that great pair of Argyle socks, man. You can just rely <laughs> on him. You know, you can't rely on Monte Ball. He's a rookie. Or Ronnie Hillman. Next one here. Better start DeAndre Hopkins, Daryl Richardson, or David Wilson? I like DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he showed me enough last week. He can catch the ball when he's covered, which is key. Andre Johnson recovering from a concussion. Give me DeAndre Hopkins. I absolutely like DeAndre Hopkins. The Texans have said from the beginning of the season they wanted to get this guy very much involved. I think it continues to happen. Better flex, Lamar Miller or Tavon Austin? Ooh, I'm going to have to – I hate saying Lamar Miller in this one, but I don't like Tavon Austin versus the Cowboys. Skandrick's actually a pretty good slot corner. That's where Tavon Austin's Austin's going to be playing out of the slot. I'm going to disagree with you here. I'm going to go with Tavon Austin. The Rams are finding different ways to get him the football, including lining him up in the backfield. More touches means more opportunity to produce. Should I trade Dwayne Bow or Darren McFadden? You should trade for Darren McFadden. I like no. Dwayne Bow. I like him no. this week. I like Dwayne no. Bow this week. I like Darren McFadden long no. term. Just call it a gut feeling. I think this is the year he finally puts it together. You see this big stack of notes right here? <laughs> I just want to make sure you saw it. Stop killing <laughs> trees, all right? Darren McFadden is not reliable. He gets hurt every year. Dwayne Bow is going to put up a lot of numbers in Andy Reid's offense. Another trade one. Should I trade Stevie Johnson or David Wilson for Darren Sproles and Roddy White? Ooh, uh, I'd make ooh. that trade. I would make that trade. I, I think right now you, you run far away from David Wilson. That's right. And Roddy White will be ready when you need him, which is playoff time. Yep. We're done, my friends. Take a breath. That was quick. Now nice let's job. send things over to Jay and Fabs with more on the rookies. Gentlemen. All right. Thanks a lot, Molly. Wait, LaShawn McCoy just called in. He's exhausted after that. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he needs someone else to get him the football. He wanted that was Molly tough. to say T.Y. Hilton again. <laughs> Jason Smith here with Michael Fabiano. And now we're going to take a look at some fantasy rookies that could help lead your team to a championship. Here's the top ten fantasy rookies right now on NFL.com. Obviously, the number's inflated for E.J. Manuel being a quarterback. But there's DeAndre Hopkins, number two. Marlon Brown a surprise at number three. And Giovanni Bernard, thanks to his big Monday night, 
is now in the top five. But, Fabs, first, DeAndre Hopkins. He turned into an absolute beast last week. Andre Johnson got hurt. He took over physically. He was the number one player there. There's enough footballs to go around in this offense. He's one of my big targets in free agency on trying to get in my lineup this week. No doubt about that. This guy, at the beginning of the week, was available in about 50% of NFL.com leagues. That number is going to decrease big time now. I'm not saying he's going to be a two. I'm not even saying he's going to be a three in fantasy football. But this is a kid who needs to be rostered, and if he gets hot, which he showed flashes of last week, he could be that wide receiver three that you've been looking for off the waiver wire. How about Tavon Austin? Quiet week one, a terrific week two. Rostered definitely, but do you play him this week? As a three or a flex, I think you can play him, especially in a PPR league. Listen, scored a couple of touchdowns last week, and let's be honest, the Cowboys' defense against the pass has been awful this season. They gave up three 100-yard receivers in week one, and Dwayne Bush scored a touchdown last week against them. So I think Austin has some value there. We recommended Giovanni Bernard before week one. Took him a week to break out. Okay, hopefully you had him in your lineup last week. But, Fabs, you can see the way things are going in Cincinnati. It's going to be Giovanni Bernard heavy. And as I wouldn't be surprised, middle of the season, Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis is just a goal line back. And I like what we just saw there. He got goal line work. That's huge, especially against a guy like Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis, who was the goal line back. Giovanni Bernard is fast. He makes plays. Look at that jaunt to the end zone. This is a kid who's got monster, monster upside. Yeah, you put him in your lineup. He's a flex this week. Could be even a low-end number two. Now, how about Marlon Brown? We didn't think there was anybody else besides Torrey Smith that could even catch the football besides Ozzie Newsome, and he's proving us otherwise. Well, clearly, he's got a touchdown in each of his first two games. He's making plays. He's not seeing a ton of targets, Jason, as you know from doing the touches and targets column. But still, when he gets the ball, he's making it count. Is he a starter in fantasy right now? I think in a deeper league, maybe. But he's definitely rosterable. He needs to be owned in most leagues, especially while Jacoby Jones is on the sidelines. Yeah, and that's the thing people forget is that you have room at the end of your – boy, do I pick this guy up? Even if you're not going to put him in the lineup, you've got to think two, three weeks down the road and think, okay, buys are coming soon. Let me have him so I can have him on my roster. And then I'm, I'm okay when that you happens. You don't like to have dead weight on your roster. A second defense or a third quarterback or a third tight end. Anybody on the Jets. Anybody on the Jets. I like that. That was good. Well, maybe Chris Ivory, Bilal Powell, maybe. But that's about it. <laughs> All right, still to come on NFL Fantasy Live. Adam Wright drops by to give us his list of sleepers for week three. Wake up, Rams fans. We're talking to you. Some fantasy fortune is coming your way. But up next, the Smith & Smith stock exchange is open. Ring the bell. We'll tell you which player's stock is worth the most in week three and whose you should sell before it's too late. NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Hey, everybody. Adam Rank here. And every week on NFL.com, I publish my Ranks 11 sleepers. You can check that out on NFL.com slash Ranks 11. Or we can check it out right now. As a matter of fact, let's go to the board and take a look at some of the names of guys you can plug in and play into your lineup this week. Look at Richard Mendenhall, Chris Ivory. If you have some running back issues, those are a couple of nice plays. DeAndre Hopkins, Sidney Rice, if you need some receivers. And you know me, I like to mix and match defenses. Titans, Bills, Vikings, all great plays this week. But let's start with the quarterbacks. And, a, and one I really like this week is Alex Smith. Now, if you look at what the Eagles have done as an offense, they've been very impressive. However, what they've been doing as a defense has not been very impressive. So here's where Alex Smith can go out and make a ton of points for you. He's good running the football. He's good passing it. Here he is to Dwayne Bowe right there. And a lot of times, I don't like playing guys on Thursday night, but I feel real comfortable with this matchup. Andy Reid going up against his former team. And you know what? My producer, as a matter of fact, is debating Alex Smith or Cam Newton. And I say, start Alex Smith this week. Another quarterback you can also start is Sam Bradford through the first two weeks. 
He has been one of the top five fantasy quarterbacks, and you can no longer ignore what this guy is doing. We've been waiting for the former number one draft pick out of Oklahoma to step up and be that truly fantasy elite quarterback that we know he can be, and he's starting to do it. So if you're in a pinch for a quarterback, don't be afraid to go with Sam Bradford. And since I'm talking about Sam Bradford, let's talk about one of his receivers. That's right. We're talking about Tavon Austin. Mike Mayock called this guy one of the most exciting players to enter the NFL in quite some time. And we got a little taste of that in week two against the Atlanta Falcons. There he is catching one of his two touchdown passes. The amazing thing was is these were red zone targets. We haven't really seen what this guy is able to do stretching the field that we know he will be able to do at some point this season. So. Tavon Austin is now one of those guys who's barely a sleeper because he needs to be in your starting lineup. Now, if you want to check out more, again, you can go to NFL.com slash Ranks11. I'll take care of you. All right, thanks a lot, Mr. Rank. Jason Smith here, joined by my brother, Matt Money Smith. What's up, brother? What's going on? See, the resemblance is amazing. Time now for the Smith & Smith Fantasy Stock Exchange. It's too bad we don't have a bell. That's funny you mentioned that. Hey, we got the bell. Exchange is open. Guys whose stock you currently have going up, Money, you got Eddie Royal, Martellus Bennett, no Sean Marino. Eddie Royal, well, anytime a guy gets three touchdowns, his stock is going up. Of course, we've seen the waiver wire get flooded with requests for someone like Royal. First two weeks, can it last? Can it sustain? The answer is yes. This is what Robert Meacham was supposed to do last year in the last two years when they gave him that big contract. And one thing we know about Phillip Rivers, when he falls in love with a target, He pays attention to that target. 14 targets for Eddie Royal this season. We don't know what Malcolm Floyd's status is going to be throughout the course of the season moving forward. Keenan Allen has not impressed as a rookie. Royal is going to have lasting power. He is worth a waiver claim, and he is worth putting into your starting lineup for the foreseeable future. Now, a tight end, unless you have a star player, you're still looking to play plug-and-play. The good news is there's guys that are going to put up a lot of points, and Martellus Bennett falls in that category. Certainly. uh, Easy to see, and this is the sort of relationship that Jake Cutler had with Greg Olson when he was there before they traded him away with Bennett. Bennett, what you see, this is the catch here as well. And one you won't see is a one-handed grab he made out of the back of the end zone. Did not go for a touchdown. He is wildly athletic. And outside of Brandon Marshall, he's really the only guy that Cutler's looking to downfield. No Earl Bennett, no Alshon Jeffrey, really, and Earl Bennett's now gone. But it's Matt Forte out of the backfield or... Bennett or Marshall, and that's why he's going to be a start at the tight end position going forward. Or Willie Galt. That's the next guy that's getting the football. <laughs> no hands on Willie Galt. Drop too many passes. <laughs> no Sean Marino, weeks one and two money. He's become the guy there because he doesn't have to come off the field. He's right. a three down back. Well, you know, and, and there's a reason why he was drafted in the Experts League as high as he was as a third string running back. You have to pass protect to be on the field with Peyton Manning, and now beyond pass protect, he has earned the trust of this Denver Bronco offense to run the ball. You look at explosive plays, he has has two 20-plus runs, a long reception of 23 yards. So he's someone that can make a small play something big, and that's what you're looking for in your one or two starting running backs. He's a one or a two now. Ryan Clady out for the season. Any concern about the running game? Uh, Most definitely. But, again, you have to honor the pass. It's Peyton Manning. You're not going to stack eight guys in the box when you have Eric Decker, Demarius Thomas, Julius Thomas. There are going to be lanes for no Sean Moreno to run through. All right, that was stock up. How about some stock down from money? Terrell Pryor. Uh, let's get it. Let's get it going. David Wilson, Steelers offense, the entire Steelers offense. But money, everybody was high on Terrell Pryor last week. Now yeah. stock way down. And, and that's what my point was last week when everyone was freaking out because they said, oh, we'll start it against the Jags. Well, what did you get? You got 12 points. And now when are you going to put Terrell Pryor in your starting lineup? That's why you have to be more judicious and careful with your waiver wire claims. I cannot envision starting Terrell Pryor 
for the foreseeable future, he was a waste of a waiver claim. You rolled the dice. I appreciate it. Maybe you had a bad matchup with your quarterback. But moving forward, he does not belong on your roster. No, who belongs on your roster is anybody playing against the Jaguars, whatever defense you had, because you're only going to give up a couple of points each week. Most definitely. You go beyond prior, and this one, again, obvious. We saw it last week. Now, maybe David Wilson gets his head right, and he stops carrying the ball like that with two hands barely <laughs> shuffling his feet. Don't touch the football. He is terrified of what Tom Coughlin's <laughs> going to do to him if he fumbles. And this is someone that was drafted as an RB1. I'm, I don't put David Wilson in as a flex right now. You don't know what it's going to look like, especially when Brown comes back off of injury in week six. I would do everything I can to try to find a giant fan in your league that will take David Wilson off your hands for something you can start. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. When you saw him carrying the football that way yeah. up the middle, you knew he's got no confidence. Now, Ben Roethlisberger, you used to have confidence in him. You used to have confidence in Antonio Brown. Now, nobody. Nobody. I mean, nobody. And, and we discussed this, and I'm sure you have repeatedly. Is there a stealer you can start? And the answer is no. The offensive line is not opening holes for any of those running backs. None of them are viable. Perhaps Le'Veon Bell will be that player when he he comes back. The receivers aren't catching balls. Big Ben has no time to pass. When he does, he's missing targets. Uh, at this point, I, I have no idea when I might insert a Steeler into my starting lineup. It's not going to be for the foreseeable future. No, the best Steeler is in Arizona. Former Steeler Richard Mendenhall. That if you're trading for a guy, you want to trade for Mendenhall. No question. And you look at what this Cardinal offense is beginning to evolve into, and that is a an offense that can drive the ball down the field. We've seen that with Larry Fitzgerald and Carson Palmer, and now you're going to see some defenses begin to honor that pass. That's going to open things up for Mendenhall like we saw last week, and I suspect he is going to start piling up yards even in a very tough NFC West. This is someone that's still a legitimate RB, I'll say two at this point, that you ought to try to go out and get. And our Andre Ellington, also a little bit of yep. interest about him. Bruce Arians says he's a star. If something happens to Mendenhall, wants to see what Ellington can do. So, interesting situation yeah, going on point. right Pick now. him up as a handcuff, no question. All right, there you go. The best part of this was the bell. Coming up next on NFL Fantasy Live, we help you with all your wheeling and dealing. Tell you which star players you can buy low and which ones you need to put on the block and sell high on. NFL Fantasy Live with the bell. Coming right back. Hey, fantasy fans, take your game to the next level and join the NFL Perfect Challenge for your chance to win a million dollars. Choose your weekly roster of eight players that you think will score the most points at their position. Make sure to come back to track your results. It's fast, free, and potentially very rewarding. Go to NFL.com slash perfect to join. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Joined now by Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison, and Marcus Grant. I'm Jason Smith. And guys, let's talk about some possible trade targets. Fab, you've already made a trade in our NFL Experts League, likely spurred on by the disappointing Tom Brady. But everybody's going to be looking for some trades right now. How about some guys who have really low stock right now and you should try to get, or some players who have had really hot starts that you should try and deal? Marcus, let's kick things off with... The aforementioned Tom Brady. Well, I think a lot of people right now are kind of panicked about Tom Brady. He hasn't had the best start to the season, less than 30 points combined in his first two weeks. Calm down. He's still Tom Brady. He's been plagued a lot by drops, eight dropped passes by Patriots receivers. That's tied for the most in the league. I know he's been struggling, but look at, look at it this way. Rob Gronkowski is coming back soon. Danny Amendola is coming back soon. We know he's found a rapport with Julian Edelman. There are still reasons to be excited about Tom Brady. If you have somebody in your league who's panicking on him right now, maybe you swing a deal. I mean, excuse me, maybe you swing a deal and you wait for things to get better for him. Yeah, Tom Brady's a guy that I would certainly try and get while his value is so low. All right, how about Trent Richardson? 
You guys know me. All right, I go down with the ship unless his name is Ryan Matthews. And I think Trey Richardson's going to bounce back. He's playing the Vikings this week. No defense has given up more fantasy points to running backs after the first couple of weeks than the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know that I like the quarterback change that they made there from Brandon Whedon to Ryan Hoyer, but uh, I still think he is going to be the guy who carries the mail. And again, this is a very good matchup. Don't give up on Trent Richardson. What's that? Oh, the fantasy predator <laughs> oh. has made an appearance on NFL Fantasy Live TV. He's and I can translate. He said, stick with Trent Richardson. Is wow. he in a PPR? Yes. Okay. And I like uh, Trent Richardson uh, even more in a PPR. It's tough to find the fantasy predator. Yeah. He just lends right in. <laughs> just comes up. All right, Elliot. Michael Vick had a great first two weeks. Can he keep this up? Well, the thing is, we're not talking about trading for Michael Vick. We're talking about trading away Michael Vick. I like Vic. I like the way he's playing. I like Chip Kelly's offense. I like the matchup this Thursday. But I don't like Vic's possibilities of staying healthy as many plays as they're running at the pace they're running and how much he runs, like this piece of video you're seeing right here. I could see Vic getting tired and or hurt if you can deal him after the Chiefs game while his stock is high because most of you out there drafted Vic to be your backup. It's very feasible that you've got Drew Brees and Michael Vic. So why not keep Brees? Deal Vic and get yourself a nice number two wide receiver. Well, I think the point is you you drafted Vic as a number two quarterback because you were worried he was going to get hurt. So right now, this is more than best case scenario. He's giving you more than what you expected. I think you're right. You sell while the iron's hot. Make a ridiculous offer. Try Vic for Jordy (laughs) Nelson. Why not? Trade Vic for Jordy. Somebody deep at wide receiver, they may give you Jordy. And now you've got a good wide receiver and you're dealt with, you deal Vic away and you got your starter. All right, you talk about a nicked-up quarterback in Michael Vick. I will see you, Michael Vick, and raise you one Reggie Bush. It's been two weeks. The guy's had three injuries he's dealing with already. It's his thumb. It's his knee. He has been terrific the first couple weeks. Yes, week two wasn't that great when he came back in, said he wasn't himself. But right now, Reggie Bush's value is so incredibly high, like that leap he had. Deal him because the odds of him making it through the season when you're already banged up like this, Fabs, it's too hard to say, I'm going to count on Reggie Bush through the end of December. You know, this is one of the things I said in the preseason. I like Reggie Bush. I like the offense he's in. I think he's got upside. But he scares me playing half of the games on turf because he was injury-prone in New Orleans. I definitely sell high on Reggie Bush. How about Cam Newton? He's someone who we've seen this before out of him. Bad early part of the season finishes with a flourish. Buy low. Buy low on Cam Newton. Good matchup this week against the Giants. He did this last year. Matt Money-Smith can attest to it. Bad at the beginning of the year. Ended up helping Matt get to the Super Bowl in one of his leagues. And let me take the other side of that. Don't try to deal Cam Newton right now. You're not going to get anything. Correct. Keep him. Keep him. You're not going to like what you're offered in return. If you like Brian Hartline, then sure, try to deal Cam Newton. (laughs) And that's what people forget sometimes is that sometimes you just have to suck it up. And if a guy sits on your bench, he sits on your bench. It's hard to look at it. But you just have to do that. That's the toughest yep. thing to do sometimes. I agree. All right, there you we had go. Me in, hello. <laughs> I was I was waiting for the fantasy predator to come in, but apparently just had one piece of advice for the predator today. That's a wrap for us tomorrow. The stage is set for a high-scoring fantasy night in Philly on Thursday night football. A full preview of the Chiefs and Eagles, and we return Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, and again after the game at 1 a.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific, here on NFL Network. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.